Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. So, I just watched the vote to impeach Donald Trump, and it's a pretty historic day, but it's also a pretty boring day. I, they debated for six whole hours. Oh, how are people so stupid? But the votes came out, so I decided to record an episode about that and my pretty much my final thoughts on impeachment. Now it's just going to go to the Senate. They're going to hear the opening arguments and, say, and then just say, screw it, acquit him, he's good, whatever. It's, it's literally what's going to happen. This is just a big waste of your time. What you really should be paying attention to is The Mandalorian, okay? That, that show is the best. That show is the greatest thing. It revives Star Wars. It's, it's way more worth your time. Trust me. If you're still here and not watching The Mandalorian, then congratulations to you. We have a bunch of stuff to cover. The Democrats' impeachment articles demonstrate the desperation and sheer scumminess of our politics today. This has been just trash what all these white-haired people and balding people up in Washington have done. They drawn up two articles of impeachment on their edge sketches. So Article 1 is the abuse of power. And it basically has three clauses to it. One, Trump did bad thing on July 25th. Bad thing is abuse of power. Clause two, Trump, through Giuliani, state farmed a White House meeting with Zelensky. This is what I mean by state farm. I don't have state farm, but insurance, find me money. I got you a dollar. Oh, you almost had it. You gotta be quicker than that. Okay, anyways, clause three. Through his posturing towards Ukraine previously presented, Trump was participating in what amounts to a bribe. I have a bunch of problems with Article 1. First and foremost being the announcement for investigations is assumed to be politically motivated. But the evidence actually suggests that Trump was withholding aid due to the corruption of Ukraine as a country and not his own personal benefit. Therefore, Democrats are drawing a crime from literally nothing. It's it's just nothing. Like Gavin said, it's just a waste of time. He said that on the last episode. Go and listen to it. Gavin's great. The facts are that Trump was nasty in his posture towards Ukraine. As I said in the, I think it was either the fifth or sixth episode, I covered Ukraine for the first time and I hated what Trump did. He was nasty and that hasn't changed. But he was not criminal as the articles impeach him as. Bribery, as you're charging him with, bribery needs motive. And just because it looks one way doesn't mean it is that way. Impeachment does not require criminal conduct. So that leaves us with July 25th. The phone call where Ukraine used its telepathic, mind-reading powers to know about the aid that was withheld. No quid pro quo on July 25th. There was no quid pro quo in that freaking phone call. And there was no damn bribe either. In fact, Politico says this in its article, Is it ever okay for a president to ask a foreign country to investigate a political rival? Wow, the question of the day, isn't it? And, and, and as, as always, these articles will be linked in the episode notes. You just swipe up and the, all the links will be there as well as credits for the music and everything. I encourage you to check these people out. By the way, they are great and all the articles are great too. Okay, so Politico says that history shows that sometimes a president may be justified in asking a foreign country to investigate a political rival, including a former vice president. Hmm. 
So the mere fact of Trump's request for an investigation into the Bidens without considering the circumstances of the request is not enough to impeach him. Exactly what I've been saying. The article continues, in order to prove Trump abuses presidential powers to the point that he no longer can be trusted in exercising him, the constitutional standard for impeachment, Congress must establish Trump's intent in making the request. Was it done in good faith with U.S. interests in mind or bad faith merely for Trump's personal and political benefit? Orange man, bad. It must have been his benefit. No, it was just him investigating Ukraine because they're a bunch of lying shitholes. No, orange man, bad. Sorry, I was, I was imitating Washington. Anyways, back to the article. So the article says that in 1804, Aaron Burr contacted the British government, apparently to peddle a plan for severing part of the United States to form a new country in Western territory. In response, President Thomas Jefferson had Burr prosecuted for treason, and he was found not guilty. We can stipulate that Jefferson was excessively involved in the treason trial, but he had instead simply asked for Britain's assistance in gathering more information about Burr's involvement in this plot that would have been entirely appropriate given the high stakes for the country. This is true despite the fact Jefferson was seeking re-election at the time, and Burr, an incorrigibly ambitious politician, might still have coveted the presidency. It was unlikely that Burr would have been, mis would have been a serious rival to Jefferson's re-election, the Federalist Party, which opposed Jefferson, hated Burr for having slain its hero, Alexander Hamilton. So, it's happened before in history, and there is some instances where this is entirely justified. I would make the argument that hell, it is justified. We deserve to know everything about Joe Biden. We deserve to know everything about everyone that is running for the highest office in this country, President of the United States. Okay? And then you'll say, what about Trump's tax returns? Okay, you can make the argument that we deserve to know that too. But, I mean, I don't really care about that. It, w it wouldn't change any of my opinion of the man. I think he's done a great job. But the fact that Joe Biden had sent his son over to a foreign country, getting $50,000 per month, now undisputed, accepted as fact, that's crazy. And you want this guy to be president? You want this guy? Old Joe calls people fat? So, since investigation, which is, as I just said, very, very justified to be of the greatest quality ever, I mean, how we're impeaching a president here, is hinged on Trump's motive, pinning a motive upon his action is well beyond the scope of justification and rightness in a case as large as this one. And you can, you can look at the definition of bribery itself. So the Legal Information Institute, uh, like what you need to prosecute a bribery case, it says you also need to prove intent to influence the discharging of another's official duties. Meaning you need to prove intent that Trump did mean to investigate Joe Biden specifically and withhold military aid specifically for the hurt of his political rival. Without that intent, it's just up to speculation. And there's two conflicting speculations on his intent here. One being he was in the United States interest or he was in his own interest and trying out to get Joe Biden. Taking that legal definition of bribery, taking all that, we move to the Democrats argument because I thought it would be interesting to say that here too. And I found this really cool article actually on that. 
And it's really kind of an ironic article. So, so it's, it's over at Lawfare. And it says, the Constitution says bribery is impeachable. What does that mean? And the article says, so what did the founders understand bribery to refer to when they included that term in the Constitution of one of the two serious impeachable offenses? There is every reason to believe that the drafters of the Constitution had in mind a scope that easily encompasses Trump's conduct. They thought of it in broad terms of a corrupt use of an official's power to achieve private ends. And that it wasn't a concept rooted in traditional criminal law at all. It basically says that because the founders didn't intend for traditional criminal law to be used, they, that we should all abide by the founders' definition of bribery, which is extremely broad. Yeah, it sounds like a lot like their Second Amendment, right? Because the Democrats say that, well, in the beginning of the founding of the country, they only had muskets. Therefore, we should ignore the Second Amendment. But now they're saying in the beginning of the country, we had a broad definition of bribery. So we, were, so we should pay attention to that. But not the fact that they only had muskets, or supposedly they only had muskets, that's also false. It's kind of a double standard, if you ask me. I would also say that you only saw about halfway through this whole impeachment debacle, them changing the language from quid pro quo to bribery, and using those two words interchangeably. Well, if they can change the language to bribery in the modern age, why shouldn't we come back at them with the modern definition of bribery? And under that modern definition, Trump's exonerated because they couldn't prove intent. Anyways, I think I'm kind of going in circles on Article 1. So let's go to Article 2. Article 2 is obstruction of justice. There's only two articles for the whole impeachment crap show. Circus. I like circus better. And the second one is obstruction of justice. There's basically one big main idea for obstruction of justice. It says, Trump obstructed Congress by ordering the White House and all of its officials to not testify. So this one's the easiest. It's called executive privilege. Trump said he'd like people to testify, but he's attempting to protect other presidents from the same phony crap process that the Democrats have put him through. Furthermore, and, and this is where I did some legal research, along with the definition of bribery. You don't have to comply with a subpoena. It's not like a, you have been summoned by the council or you will appear before the Jedi Council. No, it's, it's, it's literally not right. It's, it's not like that at all. Otherwise, we'd be in a police state. What you do what, when you receive a subpoena, you can file a motion to quash. And that means you're objecting to the, to the subpoena itself. You can object to any part of the subpoena, file an objection. You can file a motion to destroy it altogether. It's called a motion to quash. Or you can file a protective order. Um, one such detail is that if it's a, if it's an extreme inconvenience to you to appear, like you have a child that needs care or you need to be there for your children, then you don't have to appear. You don't have to comply with a subpoena. You can do a lot of things when you get a subpoena. I'll link the article that I got this from. According to the Digital Media Law Project, you can say the scope of the request is too big and I, I can't possibly gather all this. You can say that the material is confidential. W one, of the, one of the broadest umbrellas I can think of is 
the the Fifth Amendment protection against self-incrimination. So basically, they can't just call on you and say, subpoena, you have to come in so for us to gather evidence against you and for you to incriminate yourself under oath. They can't do that. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is refusing to accept a, a subpoena is not running from the law and it's definitely not illegal. First, it goes to the courts and the Democrats could have waited on this. Don't let anybody tell you that it wasn't fair. They just didn't have the patience. They could have waited for these people to go through the courts, the courts to tell them you have to testify and then for them to get the actual testimonies from the needed people to prove Trump's intent going back to Article 1. But it's not obstruction of justice for Trump to say, don't comply. And it's certainly not obstruction of justice for people to say, yeah, I'm not going to comply. So that's just crap right there. That, I mean, that pisses me off. We, we've never had a president impeached completely on party lines and under such broad definitions and broad interpretations of the law. Let me just read you the final votes in the House. It was just, it was just a few hours ago. Article 1 got 230 yes, 197 no's, and one present vote. Two Democrats crossed the aisle on Article 1. Article 2 passed with 229 yes, 198 no, and one present vote. Three Democrats crossed the aisle on Article 2. The only bipartisan vote was against impeachment. That should tell you something. Meanwhile, you know the Democrats have screwed up because Trump's numbers have risen by 6%. I saw a poll that had him going 45% for, 51% against. His whole job approval, that's big. That's a lot stronger than he's been in past weeks. I saw another poll that had 51% against impeachment, 46% for, or something like that. And then you have a US, USA Today poll that said Trump's leading all of the Democratic candidates in battleground states, which is big for Trump. So people are seeing through this stupid, idiotic ploy of Washington. It, it, it's just disgusting. So I have historical precedent. I have modern law. You know how they're trying to broaden out the law to fit their narrative. This is disgusting. They're using the Constitution of the United States for, for just a circus. This is just disgusting. I think that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on impeachment, my final thoughts on impeachment. Unless there's something big, you know what's going to happen now. The Senate is going to go to the Senate in a few days, and then in a few days, maybe even this week, the Senate will acquit him, and we'll, this will all be behind us. Hopefully. With all that being said, have a more perfect day.